Hello and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 82 for the week of March 23rd, 2020. I'm Ben Smith and I'm joined today by Mike Lacombe. Hey Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest and this week we'll be talking about the other ones that got away in the 2020 selection season. How's your quarantine going, Mike? <sighs> I miss the outdoors. I I miss outside and like I wasn't a particularly outdoorsy person before. Like I'm typically an indoor cat and this hasn't been a major shift in life, but like going to the gym, going to restaurants, that sort of thing. I I just miss that kind of social interaction. But on the other hand, uh I'm liking the whole streaming culture that has popped up in the last week and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine organized sort of a very impromptu talent show of sorts over the weekend that was held on Google Hangouts and had like about 20 people in attendance. Oh, fun. Yeah. And like literally just like like got everybody in the room, had had somebody who, who was just sort of live DJing things mm-hmm. as some backing noise, gave us a type pad form. Uh, and so uh, remembering that this was happening approximately seven minutes beforehand, immediately started making a slide deck about Norway's selection process this year and how that was a whole kerfuffle. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and, this was, and this was given two minutes and was like, great news, everybody. I have slides. Yeah. Uh, and they were very hastily assembled. It was a lot of fun. So was your talent PowerPoint? or? <laughs> yes, my talent has always been PowerPoint. Nice. Um, my talent was largely just like yelling at people about Norway. It was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a vital skill to have in this day and age. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's been a weird week for news, kind of, just because... We're figuring stuff out. Yeah. We're getting a little bit of structure for what Eurovision 2021 is going to look like. Um, yep. Unfortunately, uh, one of the items that came out of those discussions, uh, the songs from this year uh, are not going to be eligible, uh, which kind of makes sense. I mean, I don't know how many of these songs have a shelf life of 14 months. And yeah, it seems like that would have been kind of a tall order to fulfill. Yeah, because there, I feel like there are songs in this batch that I'm a little bit done with now. Mm-hmm. So the the thought of having to wait until next May to be be done with them was a lot. So I I think ultimately it's the right decision. It does sound like the EBU is working on some sort of non competitive program or just sort of as they've said about their content. They're like we're going to celebrate these songs. Yeah, and I think there's a number of ways that they could go about it. The the one that I think uh, I've not heard this discussed at all, but. Uh, I think it would be amazing if they did some sort of like live aid type thing once this crisis is under control and just had like all 41 songs as like an all day concert type thing and make it like a charity telethon because like Spain and Italy are going to need a lot of help once this is yes. done and they may not be the only countries that are going to be in big trouble once this passes and yeah i mean i could i could just see this being like a huge charity event and i hope that is something that is at least being considered by the eb i don't know if telethons are a thing in european broadcasting yeah i think i think that would be a great way of kind of satisfying a lot of different criteria for like what sort of programming they could do regardless of what they come up with uh they are planning on doing the album release uh so at least the songs will be made available for people to acquire beyond like Spotify and YouTube. I'm happy reading the album. Uh, and then a lot of nations are just sort of figuring out, okay, do we want to continue working with this artist? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we, you know, do we want to do, do we want to continue developing this artist or do we want to do something new? 
Uh, a lot of, you know, just like a nice big handful of, of countries have said they're going to use the same artist, including Georgia, which that tracks for me. Georgia very much likes what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azerbaijan, Switzerland, Belgium, Bulgaria, Israel, Croatia, and Greece have all said that they are going to continue uh, their relationships with the artists they picked in 2020. I am so excited about Israel. Yes, that that is the one that I was going to call out too, where I'm just like, yes, this makes sense. Yeah, uh, because when the news about Eurovision being canceled came out, uh, I guess uh, the news was broken to Eden on live TV, and there was like a GIF and videos just floating around of her immediate reaction and her like wiping tears away from her face it was just like oh this is just so devastating and then uh when the announcement came down that israel is going to be working with her again for next year uh she found out about that live on the news i don't know why they keep telling her why do they keep doing this it just feels very mean (laughs) but like her celebration when uh she got the news was just like oh just such pure joy and like, I am so excited to see, like, especially, like, oh, now you have, like, 14 months to, like, figure out what you're, what you want to do for uh, your song and your performance and everything. It's just like, oh, I, I, I think Israel could be sitting atop the favorites board right now. Uh, if I, I have not checked to see if they've started the 2021 one, but I'm already thinking Israel's a front runner just based on this information. So I... <laughs> I would agree with you on that. I think they are in a very good position. And again, like they'd already said they were planning on switching on switching up their format for 2021. Exactly. And I thought that they did a very smart thing this year. So mm-hmm. I think they're taking a very smart path. Uh, elsewhere in countries figuring things out uh, as best they can, uh, a few nations have, have already said, yes, we're definitely coming back. So Lithuania and Ireland definitely coming back. Still still figuring out their, their process. Mm-hmm. And for both those nations, I can see why they're sort of sitting down going, okay, what are we doing with our process? Lithuania is in such an awkward position. Since Yes. Like, they're in an interesting position, but I want to like save that for our main topic. Okay. Because okay. I have a lot of thoughts about Lithuania. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just some other, some other nations who have been very quick to say, no, we're... we're not going to proceed with our, our artists norway and and portugal have both said uh there is no guarantee that our our artists from this year will be our artists next year uh well sweden and estonia as we mentioned in our special uh news bulletin episode uh also said nope we're gonna just dust our hands and move and keep moving forward yeah and i think with with portugal announcing that uh elisa will not be their rep it kind of made me want to forgive sweden and estonia for their process just because portugal's attendance record at eurovision last few years has been kind of off and on for various mm-hmm. reasons and like even when they hadn't been participating at eurovision festival de Cansau was still happening and right the winner of that festival like going to eurovision just wasn't part of the prize package for that and mm-hmm. well yeah and like for all four of those those are long-running processes uh mm-hmm. melody grand prix uh, as I quickly assembled my, my slides for that, uh, has been happening since 1960. Right. Uh, Melfest, also since 1960. Mm-hmm. Uh, Festival of long running. Uh, even Estee Lauer. So it makes sense that they want to continue. We, we like this format. It's something that we, we like doing. It's something that our viewers like watching. So we want to keep doing that. Right. And, and with Sweden, since they've had just like a 
almost perfect attendance record. It, like, it just seems out of place. It's like, oh, of course the winner of Melfest goes on to Eurovision. It's like, well, Melfest is technically the, Swedish, the national Swedish song competition. It just happens to also be the Eurovision selection process. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, we just haven't had the situation come up where the two would be separated at this point. So, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate for the mamas, but I'm sure if they came back uh, to Melfest next year, uh, they probably have a leg up on the competition. Yeah, they so. <laughs> probably have a very strong uh, chance of doing well. Yeah, and like, uh, they still won Melfest. Like that's mm-hmm. they still won Melfest. That's still point, a thing we so, can celebrate. Yeah. Yes, um, Sweden picked a woman this year. Mm-hmm. And then in, in one piece of news that I just find hilarious. Uh, so already on the the Eurovision 2021 Wikipedia page uh, under the other nations section, uh, Andorra and Morocco are already listed. <laughs> So is the United States, but like the 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 link for Amer- for uh, the American Song Competition goes directly to Eurovision Song Contest. Ah, yeah. <laughs> because and like this is like the poor person at Andorra PR who who thought that they had they had like dusted their hands of this for like another three hundred sixty five days this year by going well we'll have to look at the budget uh, back in like January or whenever mm-hmm. now getting another call from the one person who keeps check- checking these things for Wikipedia in the same year going. Yeah. So what so is is 2021 soon enough? Yeah, and and I think that's also going to be another major consideration this year where uh since the delegations aren't going to have to travel, they aren't going to have to design these stage performances, like that means extra money in the budget. And I don't I don't know how the actual budgeting process works. So like I don't know if it's just like, oh, the money is use it or lose it, or if that's something that could carry over to next year for something a little bit more elaborate. Or if they already know that they're going to be working with the same artist this year, then they may not necessarily have to devote as many resources to creating a six-week selection show and then those resources can go towards a like fantastic stage performance can, can go towards like some like deep level artist development mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so like this could be a major opportunity for uh certain players that may not have had the budgetary resources to pursue that like I'm, I'm thinking like of bulgaria in particular where they already know that they want to work with victoria again and part of the reason that bulgaria has not been able to participate as frequently in the last few years has been for budget reasons so uh yeah it's it's a good sign that they like are, are already well ahead of the game and they've got 14 months to go so exactly yeah so one thing that i that seemed like it would be fun to do uh, now that we are celebrating these 41 songs, would be mm. to celebrate uh, some of the stuff that we liked during the season that didn't quite make it or didn't get selected by its nation. Mm-hmm. Just to kick things off, because it was the song, like one of the songs that kicked things off, uh, I wanted to, to talk about Albania and Maitana. Opening up that can of worms again, I see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just like, as soon as we were like, this is what we're going to talk about on the episode this week, I'm like, I'm going to go back to that blip on the chart of, have we heard what's going to win Eurovision yet? That, that was like a, 
a quick yes we've heard it to an immediate nope we haven't yeah uh yeah. <laughs> because this one really grew on me oh really like this was like the like this was the reason that i built out a 2020 eurovision almost playlist on spot on spotify so that as we kept so that this year instead of having to go back after the fact i could just grab things as i liked them oh nice yeah it made it made prepping for this episode much easier understandable yeah <laughs> what you didn't want to go through the playlist of like 350 songs to <laughs> we sort of briefly grazed over sort of the various reasons why uh the jury for this was notably divided and why mm. uh the fall from the sky as it would eventually be known won but like i liked this and it was it was the side of albania that i didn't i don't feel like we we see from them a bunch I would agree with that, yeah. Is they tend to really like a ballady space. They tend to only get up to like mid tempo. And mm-hmm. this was a little bit more up tempo. It still had like a nice folk music y flair to it. But it, it, it felt like a good synthesis of that with, with actual pop music. Which was part of the reason why it was it was controversial. Yeah. But still <laughs> Yeah, with Albania, you don't usually think of the phrase like ethno banger or like any banger. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's been a while since they've uh, sent something that I would put in that category. But um, yeah, like this this song still holds up, and yeah, and I'm I'm it, it's one of those things that I'm glad that it was at the beginning of Eurovision season. Like I think it did a great job of kind of setting the tone for the fandom and uh, kind of getting getting out of the sort of 2019 funk of, I don't know, this, which mm-hmm. uh, we, we brought up quite a bit uh, around this time last year with uh, with so many of the entries. It's like, we don't know what people want, so we're just going to throw everything at the wall. So <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was just like a nice mood setter for the year. Going to the other end of the process, uh, at least uh, calendar-wise, uh, one of the songs that I really enjoyed this year uh came from finland and it's sansa's lover view This is another one about tone that I really appreciated where I I don't think that there's like this sort of like low level groove or I'm I'm not even really sure how to describe this particular genre, but it's one that I respond to. Like it just really calms me down and it's just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and drink my tea. Just like lo-fi electro beats to study to? Yes. Yes. Like it's... uh, it's not distracting, but you still want to pay attention to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. And, like, I, I feel like for a few years, like, Estonia was just ch- was just churning these out and they were great. And, like, mm-hmm. they, they've changed directions. So I'm very happy that Finland seems to be willing to pick up this baton and run with it. Yes. Uh, even though nobody in Finland seemed to be all that interested in that uh, th- this particular year. I mean, it, it did stand out in the field in kind of a weird way where it's like oh this is just completely opposite the tone of everything else all of the other things yeah and uh it might it might have just been a little too 
a little too subtle, I guess. And um, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe perhaps subtlety and Eurovision don't really go hand in hand, but uh, I, I appreciate having the option. Uh, so. <laughs> it was it was a nice cleansing sorbet during during like the other five songs. Yes. Yes. And I think that's something that would have been missing in this year's contest. Like, I, I'm I'm having a tough time thinking of what in the field of 41 would have been that sorbet. OK, so like another one on that same kind of vibe of, well, nothing else in, in this national final kind of fits this mold. And maybe that's for a specific reason this year. Uh, one entry amongst the many in Melfest this year uh, Jacob Carlberg's Om de Tror Alt, Alt de Sacknar Dig. Why do I always pick the Swedish ones? Yeah, with the, with the, yeah. With the tricky names every time. Um, anyways, uh, I I kind of knew it was probably doomed from the start just because entirely in Swedish. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a fun performance. I had been crowing since last year, really, that Sweden needed to send a woman. But if they were going to just do their normal thing, like a band would have been would have been a nice compromise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like this song is just it's just very fun. And like lyrically, it's great. It's just like, no, 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 no. We were terrible. I'm not. We're not going to get back together. Look at your phone. Um, yeah. And also, just again, I think I mentioned this maybe even like last week or a couple weeks ago. Just like the mental image of Denmark's entry, which had yes, very lar- written very large in the background with this, which has the word no written very large mm-hmm. in the background, was just was just very entertaining to me on a personal level that might not have registered with anybody else but this one got added to not just my my eurovision almost playlist this year but like my normal playlist this year oh awesome yeah i have to admit i didn't actually listen to this song until we were prepping for this episode just because it 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 didn't make it to andershansen it was uh yeah yeah like it was fine like i was like the week that it was on melfest i was like well this is clearly going straight through to the final and it was knocked out in the first round Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did yeah. not even did not even get to like have a second of hope that it was going all the way. And that was probably one of the weeks where it was just like, I do not have time to catch up on Melfest. <laughs> so it uh, just kind of fell down to the bottom priority. But like listening to it, it's like, oh, this is a very solidly constructed pop song. And I don't know why I find that kind of surprising sometimes coming out of Sweden. Where it's just <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's, it's just, like it's, it's such a conventional pop song. But yes. if a conventional pop song is done well, like that's good. Like, like it's like yeah, I like, want to listen to that. Yeah, so. like it's not doing anything like it's not doing anything like super contemporary. It's just very well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh yeah, like it doesn't always have to move the needle. I mean, I guess if you want to win a song competition, you probably need it to move the you needle. You do need to but... move the needle if you want to win Melfest. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um yeah, but I mean, as a song to like have in your Spotify playlist, I think this is a great choice. In terms of the conventional pop songs, maybe I I don't know. That's that's a terrible way of introducing a, a discussion about Latvia. But uh, Latvia's process this year was really interesting in that they had eight songs that were 
pretty standard for Supernova, and then Samantatina came barging in and just steamrollered over Just everybody. like a set of symbols at the end of the... Yeah. Yes, yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, going back, I, I think that was the correct choice for Supernova yes. and Latvia, and um, I'm really hoping that uh, Samantatina is part of Latvia's process whatever they land on like we've, we've heard nothing from latvia yet but mm-hmm. um ju- just her meme game and uh instagram presence has been uh a delight particularly it's been, the, the it's been great it's been so, great please just yeah. let her smash through eurovision 2021 like the kool-aid man yes oh yes that is exactly what she's doing <laughs> um but on the other end of that spectrum was the uh kind of subtle vibes of anna and polyester T-shirts in all the colors need more. What will I wear next summer? T-shirts for just one dollar need more. Fantasize, hey, next season time to buy. And this is one that I I feel was kind of like had early meme potential just with the like T-shirts just one dollar part uh because it seems like that was the line that everybody was latching onto. but the message of this song and the delivery and just just the overall vibe of this like it's really cool i i really enjoyed this this track yeah and like this feels like it's in sort of the same kind of lo-fi electronica space as as love review just sort of mm-hmm. like you could you could put the two of them on the same playlist and not have that bit like it wouldn't raise eyebrows Right, right. And it, and it's kind of funny because it, uh, at, at least the way that polyester is constructed, it uh, it sounds like something that you could hear at H&M while you're yes. flipping through like their $5 yes. t-shirts. And Where I would absolutely just be very counterintuitive. <laughs> I'd be sitting there flipping through t-shirts going, did they listen to the lyrics of this song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, uh, I, she is someone that I'm hoping we will see again in Latvia's process because, uh, yeah, I think there were a lot of interesting ideas, both musically and lyrically, in this song. It's like, oh, I would like to subscribe to that newsletter. So. Yes, I would like your emails. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the last song came from Ukraine's Vidber process, and it's the song 99 by Krut. And this is the one uh, where Krut is playing the rather large harp-like instrument, uh, which is called a bandura. Mm-hmm. And remember how Ukraine had kind of the mandate to be the most Ukrainian entry this year? Yes. So it turns out that Bandura has a very interesting history. Uh, it, uh, Banduras or uh, Kobzars uh, were typically uh, blind bards that would travel from village to village uh, sing- singing poems and songs and probably like delivering news uh, like throughout Ukraine and kind of getting into the tensions between Ukraine and Russia when Russia was starting to kind of take over territories and uh, consolidating to the like, 
what would be the USSR, uh, Bandurists were persecuted by the Russians, uh, particularly because they were usually speaking Ukrainian and most likely also being transmitters of information. And uh, that persecution started in like the 1870s. And in 1934, there was a conference uh, held in Kharkiv where Bandurists were like brought in to um, like, and it was like under the pretense of, oh, this is a conference about music and instrumentation. And yeah, it was all a ruse so that Stalin's regime could execute Bandurists and just eliminate that cultural artifact. So, oh, wow. Yeah. This is a crazy dark history that I had no idea was associated with any of this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Even though Eurovision is not a political contest, sending 99 was definitely a taunt that. Ukraine could have sent Russia's way like it, it's and it's so subtle where it's just like you just don't think about that seeing so like oh there's just this like playful animation happening in the background and she's like really rocking out on the Bandura like she's very talented uh mm-hmm. is a very talented player digging into the history of the instrument and the culture behind the instrument it's like oh so in my listening to this I had picked up none of that because <laughs> Right, because I did, but like just like the the instrumentation like reminded me of of two things. One that tied in nicely to this weekend, because like this weekend for whatever reason decided I was going to play some Bjork LPs on my record player mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, just to just while I was reading. Uh, and one of the ones I have is Vespertine, and Vespertine she was mm-hmm. using all of these very small noises, right, including like music box noises, and there, there's a music box quality to this. Yes, yes, which. And, like, this also ties in with there is a group a couple years ago that had, like, a viral-ish video uh, called Winter Gatan where they built this marble machine that essentially played, played thing because of the way that they set up, played things in a very similar music box style, but had a little bit more of a beat behind it as well. It's a really, really cool video. Oh, cool. Highly recommend searching it out. Should still be up there. I know that they released the song on things like uh, on Spotify and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like it's it's a space of instrumentation that I really like. Yes. So I, I'm glad that you brought this one back. I'm actually kind of surprised that it didn't do better at Vidber. I uh, like it was just kind of middling with the jury, and I think it was middling with the home audience too. I'm not I'm not as surprised that it was middling with the home audience, but um, yeah, I figured like this was definitely fulfilling that we are Ukraine. We are Ukraine. So. <laughs> we have survived, and you will remember. Hopefully, she will be back. Uh, in a future vidber because yeah like she because ukraine has already said goa is our is our is our team Mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about lithuania because they had like the strongest field to choose from Mm -hmm. this year yes like all of them were the ones that got away it seems like (laughs) at least from the final um and then yeah at least from well even beyond the final because like in just talking about things that have like snuck onto playlists like I had initially added uh, Gabrielis Vangelis's uh, song from the contest to my to my ones that got away playlist, but then I realized it was from an album, and now the album has gotten onto my main playlist and pops up from time to time, and it's oh, just wow. great. Yeah, oh, nice. And like we we kind of rightly clowned him for for the the fashion choices. Yes, but like the song was still very good, and I I think had that somehow squeaked through, and they had found the correct level of fashion and dance to be doing along with it it could have been up there with the eight that were there 
yeah, that that song was very pretty. And yeah, it's just it, it really demonstrates the how important the visual presentation is along with the audio presentation, yes. unfortunately. Yeah, I've I've just been so blown away by Lithuania's process this year. And it, it I think it's interesting the situation that they kind of have found themselves in with the contest being uh postponed for a year where like the group were the overwhelming winners of this year's contest i mean they had a majority of the public vote they had significant support from the jury like they were clear favorites to win they Um, were record-breaking favorites yeah yeah in the end but because Lithuania figured out their process, it's just like, oh, but now that we know what we're doing, we kind of want to keep doing that. So, yes. yeah, yes. they're just in a really weird situation that I don't know how they're going to resolve this. With that one in particular, because like as nations were sort of confirming their plans for next year this weekend, I was already planning, regardless of the cancellation to Mm -hmm. sit down and listen through everything another time just because it was about the time of year that we needed to get our first rankings together right so i just kept that plan and then just thinking about lithuania in particular was what got me started going down this road was just sort of trying to figure out okay who did i think should keep their process should keep their artist who did i think should take this as just like a, a good opportunity to go okay well, we tr- we we thought about that, but let's let's keep moving forward with the you know with our selection or mm-hmm. with a new per- person. And like Lithuania was one of the ones that I still could not figure out for the exact reason we discussed. Because on one hand, the Roop, the Roop did a very good job. Yeah, the Roop did a very good job, and I liked them a lot. On the other hand, they had such a strong lineup, and I really want to. I like I would I would absolutely watch the full season of Pabonim is now next year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and I and I really want to. Yeah, I, I mean, like they, they, Lithuania was easily the most improved selection process this year, and probably the best selection process this year. I would, I would, I don't even think I'd argue with you about that. Like, just nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of arguing with myself on that one, just because like eh, Portugal was pretty good too, but like for for a long form competition, like Lithuania really knocked it out of the park this year, and. Like, one idea that I had was if, like, well, maybe Lithuania could do something kind of like Songland, where, like, it's the group is the, like, artist that needs the song. And then they just bring in, like, they have five weeks of songwriters submitting their songs. And they could have it be, like, one week is Thomas G. Sun week. One week is <laughs> Ralph Siegel week. I would love that collaboration. <laughs> I just um, want to, like, I would I would watch all 45 hours of footage of the root politely tolerating Ralph Siegel. Yes, yes. And, and yeah, you just have, like, different songwriters. And then, like, the Roop have has their own song or songs that they want to submit and then uh the final week of the show is the group performing all five or six songs and then the public votes on which one goes through yeah or i don't know if they just do the process again and the group get like a fast pass to the semifinals or the finals or what what they can do and and lithuania uh announced that they're going to wait until April 1st to like reveal to like sit down and go are. okay what are we doing yeah cuz it on one hand that feels so far away on the other hand it's next week right right and and the group like has said that it's like um yeah we we would still like to go and we kind of have a mandate 
uh, did you see these numbers? So yeah. um, I, I think that's like after Israel, that is that. Yeah, that one that is I like the biggest about. pickle. Yes. Yes. And like I sat down and I literally thought about this for all of the nations about what they should do. Mm. Uh, and I did not. I did like for a lot of them. I was like, you know, what? I don't have a strong enough opinion like to lead them from my worksheet. But I would like to gently lob a bunch of these other opinions at you, Mike. Just okay. sort of like as, as though I am a batting, as, as though we are in a batting cage, and I am one of those thingies that's full of baseballs. All right, let me let me get my helmet. And yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get your helmet on. Get like one of those good aluminum baseball bats and get yep. ready to just like knock these out of the park. Yep. In terms of agreeing with me or just saying no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll start out. I'll start out easy. I'll I'll start with places where I think they should probably keep who they've got. Okay. Latvia. Again, I have already said, please let Samantha Tina crash into 2021 like the Kool-Aid man. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that would be a good idea, particularly because I like I, I think I said this earlier when they announced that they were doing Supernova. It was like, really? You're, it's you're like, you guys don't have yet? to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly if it could be like uh, another secret Amanada project. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, just like <laughs> secretly. Yeah. Just like Samantha Tina, please just like invite uh, Amanada over for brunch again. And like, yeah. just be like, so what do you think of these song lyrics? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I, I agree with Latvia. For Romania, I think they should keep Roxanne, but this time just let her pick the just let her and her team pick the song that that she clearly likes. Uh, I'm not convinced that Romania has figured their stuff out yet, but I think since it was an internal selection, they should probably stick with her. It would be nice. Yes, it would be nice. Um, let's see. So continuing down my list, France, but this time they let Tom Lee write the song. Yes. Maybe it's just going stir crazy, but I keep singing You Are the Best in Me Around My Apartment. Huh. Yeah. I don't know why that's like, it's very much like a Folgers coffee hook, like like you suggested. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're, we're, we're all like, thinking about the Eiffel Tower right now. Yeah, it, and, st- it like, sticks in the brain. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also, Germany. I think they made a good move this year, and I should they should keep that same energy. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, Germany was one of the ones that I'm kind of disappointed that... Uh, they selected so late and we didn't really get an opportunity to get to know Ben Dolich. And mm-hmm. I think they were on the right track with that one. And um, yeah, I think, I think that he would be a good person to stick with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, San Marino, but only if they can't get Valentina Moneta again, because they only have like five people there. Well, right. And like, I, I don't think it needs to be Valentina again. Like, and, uh, Go for the record book, San Marino. Yeah, and I think, ooh, I I think they would have done really well this year. And I, th- I I think they would have qualified. Yeah, and yeah, there's there's something about the energy that Sunit was bringing this year. Well, that and like, I was really enjoying. So San Marino had figured out that we want them to be a meme. Although, I don't know if they want to do like I I, yeah, I would be I mean, concerned yeah. if they if they try to go like disco for a third year in a row and mm-hmm. that could be a problem i'm not sure but yeah uh yeah Ho- hopefully they stick with her or i don't know they'll san marino is gonna san marino like i um and then another one where i'm just like on one hand i would like them to keep their artists on the other hand i'd also like a national final mm-hmm. iceland like if 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 dothy Freer is like i have these three songs to pick from but mm. on the other hand i'm also like i'm not sure that they could like I feel like they had some momentum building, and I'm not sure that they can 
get that same energy twice. Yeah. Yeah. Like his, I mean, I, I do, do not doubt that he will be back at Song the Kepnin mm-hmm. in like two, three, maybe four years. Yes. Uh, so like he will get there eventually. Yeah. like, um, and, and that can be like the big story then. Right. Is that yeah. I want him is I want him to be Iceland's representative, but only when he is ready. I like his energy and what he's mm-hmm. doing. I, it's just like, but it, it feels like it is of a moment. And well, yeah, and I'm like, not sure if it's going to be and like be right that moment, like right now where I'm sitting with it is like right now I probably have some Iceland air credit heading, heading my way after all of the vouchers are filled out, etc. Mm. Uh, like assuming that we have we have beaten this thing and Iceland Airwaves is happening in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second he gets announced on that on that lineup, I am ready to commit. Oh, and, yeah. and just go and go again because I just want to be at like a DJ set that he runs. Yes, like I will absolutely go to the Dothy Frere Eurovision Disco set at uh, at Airwaves. Yes, like sign me up. But but yeah, like also is like I really like this song, but I'm all, but it is so specific to this moment that I want Iceland to continue following the the niche that they have found for themselves between Hatari and Dothy in, in terms of finding the acts because it feels very authentic. Yes, yes. If anything, Iceland needs to continue with the casting that they've been yes. doing for yes. uh, for their process. Is they should keep doing their process. Their process is working for them. I think it's doing good things. Mm-hmm. Am I sad that they're still that they're still going to be the only Nordic nation that has not won? Yes, yeah. But it's okay. We mourn. We move on. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of the Eurowhat. Thanks for listening. The Eurowhat podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me, and Mike McComb. That's me. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter and Instagram at eurowhat. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, and topics we should talk about in future episodes. Uh, elsewhere on Twitter, I am at Ben M. Smith. Mike, where are you on Twitter? I am at Rube underscore Goldberg. You can subscribe to the Eurowhat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist inspired by this week's episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision. 